Welcome to Rejuvenation's Health Radio on blogtalkradio.com. The show is brought to you by LipoLite Naples and your hosts are Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron. We are your station for everything natural. We are your station for information about slimming, shaping, and toning. We not only want you to live longer, we want you to have more life in those years. So without further ado, let's get on with today's show. Good afternoon, everybody. Happy Thursday afternoon. And to you that are in southwest Florida, what a glorious, beautiful, clear day. No rain in sight today. Today is the 218th day of the year with 147 days left. So let's enjoy every day. Time is moving on. So this is the Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron Show. This is Dr. Ron Sr. Uh, Dr. Ron Jr. is uh, doing some research into uh, our next couple of shows and with some just great, great news coming your way. Uh, Dr. Ron will have the first center of this kind in in Florida, and I'm not going to break that news until he's ready, but it it is mind-boggling and... uh, uh, those of you that listen to the show and that are patients of Rejuvenation's Health Center, uh, we're going to have first uh, oppor- the first opportunities to get an appointment to use this new uh, device. Uh, I-, I am sure there will be uh, a long waiting list after that. So this is Dr. Ron, and we're brought to you by LipoLite Naples, which is located at 1575 Pine Ridge Road in Suite Number 6, next to the Euro Spa in Naples, Florida. Their phone number is 239-331-5886. And if you log on to the website at www.lipolightnaples.com, you can download Dr. Ron's free ebook, and that's light spelled L-I-G-H-T. So lipolightnaples.com. Take a look at the website, see some of the before and after pictures of the slimming, shaving, and toning and download your free uh, chiropractic uh, ebook written by Dr. Ron. So again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for your uh, listening. Uh, we really appreciate uh, you listening to uh, to Rejuvenation's Health Radio as your source of medical news. And uh, thank you for uh, Tuesday nights. Tuesday nights is buildings nice and uh, slowly and uh we uh, this Tuesday night we'll have Dr. Jerry Smith uh, on to just to discuss uh, natural healings. Dr. Jerry Smith is a, a natural healer, and he's been around for quite some time. And uh, we'll discuss various topics regarding uh, uh, keeping everything aligned in your body, and uh, maybe we'll talk some things about dentures and uh, implants and things like that and maybe chronic fatigue, and maybe the root causes of these diseases we're seeing. So that'll be Tuesday night at 7 p.m. at Rejuvenation's Health Radio. Our phone number here at the station, both today and on Tuesdays, is 347-989-8899. 347-989-8899. Feel free to call in, ask questions. Uh, we just be glad to see if we can answer them. And as a friend of mine said, if we don't know the answer, we'll make one up. Well, not really. We, we'll, we'll try and stick with the science. 
So, uh, you know, after just talking to Dr. Smith, I thought, let me just uh, refresh everybody's memory. And because it can affect your memory, and that's about mercury fillings. So if you have mercury fillings, or they also have been called silver or dental amalgams in your teeth, there's something I want you to hear. You know, our government swore that these amalgams were safe and that the poisonous mercury was not leaching into our bodies or making us sick. I'm sure Dr. Smith will have something to say about that when he hears about this. But the same government scientists have been lying to us all along. And you know what? They knew it because a new investigation has learned that four years ago, FDA scientists drafted an urgent warning to dentists, an alert that may have spelled the end of dental amalgams in America. But what happened? That warning never saw the light of day. It was secretly killed by one of the most powerful agencies in the federal government, one that chose to protect special interest groups instead of millions of Americans. There was a patient, Freda Koss, K-O-S-S. Her symptoms were so severe, her doctors told her she had multiple sclerosis. She was constantly dizzy, suffering from double vision, and could no longer safely drive a car. But you know what? Freda didn't have MS. She was just one of the countless Americans being poisoned by her dental amalgams that can release mercury into your body whenever you chew or brush your teeth. Mercury is one of the most toxic substances on the planet, which is why the feds have banned it in everything from antiseptic ointments to thermometers. And those of us that are more than 50 years old remember the mercury bottles and they had a cross and skull, a skull, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, skull and crossbones on it. That's how poisonous this stuff is. But for years, our government bowed to special interests like the American Dental Association and continued to insist that these amalgams, which have contained 51% or more mercury, were safe. That all started to change four years ago after the studies linked dental amalgams to vision loss, difficulty speaking, dementia, even cancer. Some scientists at the FDA were finally ready to take a stand. We now know that in 2011, they drafted an urgent warning that essentially would have pulled dental amalgams out of thousands of dental offices. The warning would have directed dentists to immediately stop using mercury filling on pregnant women, moms that were nursing, kids under the age of six, and anyone with kidney or brain problems. In fact, the warning was advised, uh, the warning advised dentists to avoid using these amalgams wherever possible, which the International Academy of Oral Medicine and Toxicology said would have been enough to scare most dentists away from the stuff. But you know what? Dentists never saw the warning. The public never saw the warning. In fact, the Department of Health and Human Services, the FDA's parent agency, made sure nobody ever saw it. They quietly stuffed this warning in a drawer for four years and then recently forbid the FDA scientists from publishing it. The folks at HSS are claiming they killed the warning because of a cost-benefit analysis. In other words, they protected dental amalgams because they are so affordable. Well, sounds like a lot of nonsense, doesn't it? Because there's no way... It took those guys four years to figure out these fillings are dirt cheap. 
That was common knowledge. And you can bet the real story has a lot to do more with politics than protecting us from poisoning. The American Dental Association, which continues to defend its members using these mercury dental amalgams, has enormous influence with our government when it comes to health policy. Remember Kathleen Sebelius, the former HHS director? She was running the agency when the FDA first drafted these warnings and accepted campaign cash from major dental groups while governor of Kansas. Well, the FDA has uh, gone back to telling its whole story about dental amalgams. Uh, Well, and the government scientists may have learned to live with a lie, but you don't have to. So, ladies and gentlemen, number one, you can get tested. There are now blood, hair, and urine tests that can tell the difference between mercury in your body from fish, which is methylmercury, and the inorganic mercury that comes from fillings. One such lab that does that test is Quicksilver Scientific in Colorado. Quicksilver Scientific in Colorado. Number two, don't detox too early. If you've been exposed to mercury, don't try a detox program until all the dental amalgams in your mouth have been removed. Detoxing before you do this could actually make it worse. And number three, please make sure your dentist is careful. Don't just let him start drilling the fillings out. The mercury can go right into your bloodstream and build up in your liver, kidneys, and brain. Dentists should use a rubber dam around your tooth and use other protective devices. And in my experience, dentists also have started intravenous uh, drips with vitamin C and have used oxygen and different suction methods so that this mercury vapor is not uh, put into your brain. So... I wasn't wasn't going to bring this up today. I just had it in my stack of stuff. But after just talking to Dr. Smith, I said it might not be a bad idea to remind everybody these these amalgams are really mercury fillings. And don't forget what I talked about on Tuesday night. Soy is a genetically modified food and contains formaldehyde. You know, as I told you Tuesday, formaldehyde is what they embalm bodies with. So, you know, you have to avoid uh, soy. You want to avoid kale. Remember I told you kale contains thallium and is a thallium sponge. Not good for you. So this is the start of uh, Rejuvenations Health Radio. Uh, You're stuck with Dr. Ron today. Dr. Ron Jr. is on assignment. And as you know, at Lipolite Naples, we do a lot of things, all non-surgical, non-invasive, to help you slim, shape, and tone, to help you feel healthier, to have more life in the years that you live longer, Uh, detoxification programs, functional medicine programs, chiropractic programs, massage programs, everything that can make you feel and look better and younger. We have a a commercial that is being run right now, and let's take a minute and have a listen. Would you like to lose a dress size? Welcome to Lipolite, the intelligent, non-invasive alternative to liposuction. Lipolite is a revolutionary treatment for body shaping and fat reduction. Over a course of treatment, you can easily expect to drop a dress size. 
The red light generated by the Lipolite body sculpting system safely penetrates your skin and is absorbed by your fat cells. This stimulation opens pores in the fat cells, breaking down its contents, allowing the fat to escape, a process known as lipolysis. Your fat cells will then shrink whilst the excess fat is safely removed by the body's natural metabolic process. All you have to do is lie comfortably on the treatment couch for approximately 20 minutes whilst the light releases the fat from your target areas. A course of treatment is recommended over a four-week period for best results. You may feel a gentle warming sensation as the light works to release fat. After each treatment, exercise is recommended to accelerate the removal of the released fat from your body. These results can be further enhanced and maintained with a sensible diet and exercise program. Lipolite is safe, affordable and helps to improve your health and well-being for years to come. For more information... So that's what we do at Lipolite. Naples, we take these fat cells, which are like big grapes, and reduce them and shrink them like a raisin. Non-surgically, quite relaxing, and as Dr. Rana has said, most of our clients just fall asleep on the table. 20 minutes of treatment, five minutes on the uh, vibrator, and out you go and drink lots of water and get thin. Some patients lose one to three inches the first session. So, ladies and gentlemen, the phone number there is 239-331-5886. I think it's time now to read something uh, Dr. Douglas wrote uh, a year ago, and it's about medical students because they're getting ready to return to school, and they're trying to get the best education that 50 grand a year can afford. Uh, but when these would-be doctors graduate, it looks like they'll be tossing a heck of a lot more than toilet paper and streamers out their dorm windows. There's a good chance they'll be throwing away every shred of evidence-based science they spent four years learning. And before you know it, you or someone you love is going to be treated by Mr. Pillpusher, MD. According to a new study from Harvard Medical School, billion, with a B, dollar drug companies have hijacked medical education in a corrupt manner that ought to leave teachers' unions jealous. But these cats aren't just fighting for longer breaks and six-hour workdays. They're trying to steal the very soul of American medicine. Researchers found that the more time medical school students spent with the big pharmaceutical representatives, the more likely they were to stop relying on medical journals and evidence to treat patients. Talk about the lazy way out. These kids aren't even real doctors yet. Most of them still can't find uh, the hospital, John, but just like you, socking away a few hundred bucks a month in your 401k, the big pharmaceutical companies are investing in its future. Researchers found that drug companies were handing out gifts to medical students and jetting them to tropical medical conferences where they were more likely to read the back of a rum bottle than a journal article. Interaction with drug company representatives increased by a jaw-dropping 169% between students' first and fourth year of medical school. And the kids who spent the most time listening to the fairy tales of the pharmaceutical companies were 15% like less likely to prescribe drugs based on science. 
One of the country's top medical researchers say there's no educational justification for letting drug sales representatives within 100 yards of students. Well, good luck with that. Just a couple months ago, it was told to us that 94% of the largest drug companies selling into the United States market have board members serving in major leadership roles in U.S. medical schools. Is that incredible, ladies and gentlemen, big pharmaceutical companies? And like I've been talking to you about the statin drugs, so I'm getting blue and hoarse. Statin drugs are 3% effective, 90% ineffective, and yet doctors continue to prescribe them. And of the 3% that they do work, you know, there's so many side effects. And I'll just talk about one that just keeps coming up and up and up, and now no one can deny that statin drugs cause diabetes. So you may have a low cholesterol, which can give you cancer by itself, but now you're going to be stuck with diabetes, dementia, muscle pain, fatigue, cataracts, and as I have been telling you for weeks, just a list of, of side effects that are incredible. For a drug that only works maybe 3% of the time. So uh, now we know why the, the pharmaceutical companies have gotten into the medical schools and uh, just brainwash the doctors that we go to. And some doctors, even in the face of uh, the science, they say, well, I'm going to do it anyway. I, I believe it works. Well, like I said, it's not a religion. It's a science, and you have to go, you have to believe the science. And uh, I, Tuesday night, I, I summarized some of Dr. Diamond's work. Uh, Dr. Diamond uh, teaches here in, in, in southwest Florida. And uh, he goes into the difference between absolute risk and relative risk and how the drug companies are using the relative risk statistic versus uh, the absolute risk. So if you get a chance, you can go to YouTube and Google Dr. Diamond. I'll go a little bit more into this a little later. But, gosh, it's really incredible. It's incredible what's going on. So let, let's just let's just hit a few things, a few highlights, and then we'll get into something more substantive. Uh, I told you about heart attacks with non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, uh, with a combination of uh, antidepressants, the SSRIs, and anti-inflammatory drugs causing bleeding in your brain. Uh, we've talked about the PPIs, the Nexium, uh, the purple crack, uh, addictive drugs to decrease stomach acid and how they're associated with heart attacks. And, uh, you know, I just have title after title popping up on my uh, research uh, about side effects of drugs. And that's not even getting into uh, all the... Uh, stuff about vaccines that have just been lied. We've been lied to, and the researchers admit that they lied. So there's another uh, website, maybe you, if you have time, Dollars for Docs, and you can see uh, how, how much money the different physicians are making from the drug companies. It's an incredible amount of money from the drug companies. Okay, so, you know, just want to remind you that obesity will soon overtake smoking as the principal cause of cancer. 
Nearly one in five deaths is associated with obesity, and eight obesity-related diseases account for 75% of all health care costs. Obesity will likely claim the lead spot as the principal cause of 10 different types of cancer within the next decade, surpassing smoking as a principal cause. And contrary to previous assumptions, new research reveals that bisphenol A, BPA, the plastic, is metabolized into a biologically active metabolite that promotes obesity. And it reminded me, talking to Dr. Smith today, Dr. Jerry Smith, that, you know, at the basis of chronic diseases, at the base of most chronic diseases, is inflammation. And, you know, obesity is an inflammatory component. The hormones that are released when you're obese are inflammatory. They reduce your body's ability to use insulin, so you become insulin-resistant. They inhibit leptin. Leptin is a hormone that tells your brain you're full, so you never know you're full, so you keep eating. And what is the basis of atherogenesis and coronary artery disease? Well, ladies and gentlemen, it's not cholesterol. It's inflammation. The cholesterol just builds up there to heal the inflammation. And so the drug companies say, well, that's the cause. Well, it's not the cause. It's the result of inflammation. That's why with the $60 billion of statin drugs being used since they first came out, heart disease still is the top-ranked killer in the United States. It hasn't dented it at all. So, you know, what does that what does that tell you? Well, just let me just uh, see if I can find uh, something written by Dr. Stephen Sinatra. Dr. Stephen Sinatra is a cardiologist and researcher, and here's the facts that he summarizes: the body makes cholesterol as needed. When you eat more in your diet, the body makes less. If you eat less, the body makes more. On average, 85% of blood cholesterol is made in the body while the rest comes from food. You can have different levels of cholesterol at different times of the day. Cholesterol goes up in the winter, down in the summer. Cholesterol soars after surgery and increases when you have an infection or mental stress. It also increases during and after a heart attack. Because, what's the reason for that? Well, cholesterol serves as a healing agent. The body produces cholesterol when there is a healing job to be done. Thus, it can fluctuate depending on time, weather, season, exposure to environmental agents and toxins, and generally what is going on with your life. So cholesterol is a, is the result of your body trying to heal itself, not the cause of a disease. And then there are multiple articles about statins and the increased cancer, the hidden story, and some new solutions being proposed. Uh, there's uh, lots of things about diabetes and liver disease. Maybe we should talk a little bit about liver disease and sugar since that... You know, since we were sold a bill of goods by Dr. Keyes and the American Heart Association that we should be following a low-fat diet, well, Americans have gotten heavier, 
and have had more disease and have had more diabetes following a low-fat diet and thereby increasing their carbohydrates and sugar. Well, you know, the sugar industry has known about the dangers of excess sugar since the 70s. Uh, and they have concealed these sugar risks because the processed food industry has spent billions engineering processed food. Americans have been warned for years about the danger of eating too much fat or salt, but the media has been relatively silent about sugar in spite of the country's rising rates of obesity and failing health. Copious research has been published about the many ways excess sugar can damage your health, yet it's the, the sugar continues to be defended. They want you to continue believing in the outdated myth that we just talked about, that saturated fat is to blame instead of sugar. But, you know, there is hope. An influential group of medical researchers has been relentless in spreading the word about the strong association between sugar consumption and the rising rates of obesity and other major diseases that we talk about here at Rejuvenation Health Radio, such as cancer, heart disease, and Alzheimer's. This is not news to the food industry. They've actually been hiding the real science about sugar for decades, devising ways to get you even more addicted. So it's time for everybody to know the truth. And that's why I want to bring you uh, up to date about the, uh, a journalist and author, Gary Taubes, T-A-U-B-E-S. He part partnered with Kristen Kearns, cousin, C-O-U-Z-E-N-S, and they wrote a book called Big Sugar's Sweet Lies. And their expose was featured in Mother Jones's, and if you don't know, Mother Jones's all-natural site. Quote, for 40 years, the sugar industry's priority has been to shed doubt on studies suggesting its products make people sick. On federal panel-funded scientists cited industry-funded studies to dismiss sugar as a culprit. Again, follow the money. Follow the money. The sugar industry uh, has uh, funded uh, scientists to uh, basically lie about the fact that sugar is, is not dangerous. But, you know, decades of research have pointed out the underlying factor in obesity and diabetes is sugar. So that's a, a book you might want to want to look at, and uh, it's estimated that a hundred million North Americans are now diabetic or pre-diabetic, and the evidence is pretty clear, according to Dr. Robert Lusting, that refined sugar is a primary factor causing obesity and chronic disease. Dr. Lusting is a pediatric endocrinologist. He makes a strong case that sugar could be an important factor in today's chronic disease epidemic. Overloading your liver with more sugar than it can metabolize often creates metabolic issues over time. Incredible, isn't it? And then, you know, we didn't even get into fructose and the fructose, the high fructose corn syrup, uh, the fact that it causes liver disease and maybe one of the biggest factors uh, causing uh, non-alcoholic fatty liver disease. So what is sugar, ladies and gentlemen? Do you know what sugar is? Two molecules. 
separate it in your gut. So these, what are these two molecules? Molecules. They're fructose and glucose. So the glucose travels throughout your body and fuels your muscles and your brain. But what does fructose do? It goes straight to your liver where all sorts of problems result. Your liver turns this fructose into liver fat, which causes a which causes a slew of metabolic problems. You know what that does, too? That's really frightening. Excess fructose shuts down the part of your brain that tells you when you're full, making overeating likely. And you know what? Again, we get back to insulin resistance. As, as a, at the core of a long list of serious health problems, including cancer, Alzheimer's, and heart disease. And the list seems to grow longer by the day in research published in the Journal of the American Medical Association. We call it JAMA. Shows your risk of dying from heart disease nearly triples if 25% or more of your daily calories come from, yes, sugar. You guessed it. If you get most of your calories from sugar, you're going to get triple the amount of heart disease. So you may not realize that insulin resistance affects each organ differently. For example, insulin resistance may be the first step toward the development of hyperlipidemia, too much fat and cardiovascular disease, not cholesterol and not saturated fats and not coconut oil. Added sugars, especially fructose, may play more of a role than salt in high blood pressure. Is that news? Well, it's not news to the listeners of Rejuvenation Health Radio. Uh, we've been talking about this for two years now. And just so you know, sugar may be cancer's best friend. So it, it loves, he thrives on sugar. And, you know, we, we've talked about it, and we're not going to go into it today, about all the uh, fake sugars, uh, the aspartames, the, the Splendas, uh, just uh, this whole whole discussion is say no to sugar. So, ladies and gentlemen, here we are uh, uh, halfway through today's uh, on how to stay healthy. Rejuvenation Health Radio. Our phone number here is three four seven nine eight nine eight eight nine nine three four seven nine eight nine eight eight nine nine. And if you haven't uh, downloaded your free ebook, uh, please do so at lipolightnaples.com. Let's take a quick time out for a commercial. Hey, Bob, been a while. What's up? Well, Sal, I'm back on the dating scene, and I've been getting lots of attention from the ladies. Oh, I don't look as good as I used to. I'm single, but I just don't have the confidence anymore. Well, I had some help. My belly used to flop over my belt like so many other men, and that's not attractive. So, I went to Lipo Light Naples. Within one month, I was back in my bathing suit and looking good. Best of all, I got my confidence back. Really? What is Lipo Light Naples? Lipo Light Naples is a safe and effective alternative to surgical liposuction. There's no sucking, ripping, or tearing fat tissue. Just the natural shrinking of fat cells, like a grape to a raisin. And the treatments feel great. And there's no pain and no downtime. Call Lipolite Naples today to schedule your free consultation. 239-331-5886. Plus, this month only, receive $100 off the purchase of a package. Call now. 331-5886. 
to see patient results, visit LipoLightNaples.com. Well, we're back. Uh, missing Dr. Ron today and uh, his, his expertise and actually uh, down at the Naples office seeing patients on Thursdays. Uh, but he will, he will return next week. You know, uh, we talked about the demonization of uh, carb of, of of fats and cholesterol, uh, but the, really the problem has been the partially hydrogenated fats, the ones, the trans fats that that are starting to be banned right now. What I get here, uh, we'll just quote you a, a, a something from Dr. Diamond's book. Quote, for elderly people, elderly is considered someone over 60 years of age, high cholesterol is associated with better health and greater longevity. This completely surprises people, but people 65 years of age with a total cholesterol, hold your hats, ladies and gentlemen, of 300 will live longer than someone whose cholesterol is Below 200. That's from Dr. Diamond. Hold on to your hats. And you know what? You could tell that to your physician. He's not going to believe you. But that is the truth based on science. So how about corn oil? Men who consumed corn oil had lower cholesterol. But guess what? Twice as many heart attacks and deaths from heart disease compared to the group that basically ate whatever they wanted. Did you get that? Men who consumed corn oil had lower cholesterol, but twice as many heart attacks. Wow, what a trade-off. So, you know, lowering cholesterol is not really good for you unless you have a genetic problem. Uh, But you should, if you have heart disease, you should not consume corn oil. It is unhealthy. And yet, here we go again. The American Heart Association still recommends corn oil to people. Why? It lowers your cholesterol. And two, the corn industry is a sponsor of the American Heart Association. Hello? All right, one more time about, and I I won't go into this again unless we're asked about it, the difference between absolute and relative risk. (coughs) Dr. Diamond uh, recently published a paper uh, together with uh, Dr. Razakovic. And in it, they highlight the deceptive use of this absolute risk versus relative risk. And there's a massive difference between the two. And people get confused, and physicians get confused. They don't understand it. And statin researchers have pre- been presenting their data in this, re- in this manner, and that's why it is so deceptive. The absolute risk versus relative risk goes back to a paper published in the Journal of the American Medical Association, JAMA. That was in 1984. Before the statin error, there was a drug called Atrimid S, as I was recommended by, reminded of a good, by a good friend of mine. It's cholesteramine. It's a bile acid sequester. In other words, it binds up bile acid and can lower your cholesterol dramatically. The men with the highest cholesterol levels, average about 290, were put on this drug versus a placebo. After seven years and $100 million, 
you had almost no incidence of heart disease, and 95% of the men had absolutely no adverse effects. The first issue was, is high cholesterol unhealthy? The answer from this study, it is not. And something funny goes on now when you have drug companies supporting this cholesterol view or people who have a goal that is not purely scientific. A typical heart disease study might last two or three years. In that time, perhaps 2% of the people in the placebo, or that's like the sugar pill group, will have a heart attack. Got that? Two or three years, 2%. The actual incidence of a heart attack is then 2%. Now we've got a group of people receiving an actual drug, and perhaps 1% of them will have a heart attack. The difference between the placebo group, that the non-treated group, and the treatment group is what? 1%. 2% in one group, 1% in another group. That is a 1% difference. And that's what we call the absolute risk reduction. An absolute risk reduction of 1% means you need to treat 100 people to prevent the incidence of a heart attack in one person. And we're not even talking about the side effects from that the, 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 the treatment. Where people start playing games is in what's called the relative risk. When people publish these studies and they talk to the media, they don't want to say that they have a 1% reduction in heart attacks. That wouldn't sell drugs very well, would it? The difference, they say, is going from two heart attacks in the non-treatment group to one heart attack in the treatment group What's that difference? 50%. So by reducing one heart attack in one person out of 100 using a relative risk reduction, you now can say that you have reduced heart attacks by 50%. And that was the primary point of the paper, that it's deceptive and misleading people and physicians because when you talk to doctors and you talk to the public, they have no idea that this is a manipulation of data to basically amplify their very small effect of statins, according to Dr. Diamond. It's a statistical aberration. Because people don't know what the difference between absolute and relative risk unless they listen to Rejuvenation's Health Radio or do a lot of reading on the Internet. So, you know, Dr. Diamond has been told that uh, from other people that they take a statin drug, uh, they, they take it because they see numbers like 30, 40, or 50% reduction. They almost feel immune from getting a heart attack. But when it is explained to them, basically, you're lucky that you're not going to be one out of 100. That'll have one less heart attack. Then they don't feel so great. So, ladies and gentlemen... Statins are 97% ineffective, and they are associated with a host of side effects. And again, as I told you Tuesday night, and I'll just briefly, in a couple sentences, there's a new drug out now called a PCSK9 inhibitor. It has to do with lowering your cholesterol, and it's given by subcutaneous injection, and it runs between ten dollars and $14,000 a year. Insurance companies are going to have a hard time covering that, right? But so you know what the drug companies are doing now? They're saying, well, now they're admitting that statin drugs cause complications. So now they're saying if you have 
diabetes, cataracts, heart disease, cancer, whatever, from the statin drugs. In other words, if you're having a complication from statin drugs, now you should be t- taking their new $14,000 a year drug. They they are just getting it every which way, and it's costing us dearly, costing us dearly as a country. And our patients are not getting not getting healthier. Gosh, you know that really uh, really upsets me. <coughs> Excuse me. So I want to say hello to a dear friend of mine uh, that has been listening in. Uh, Dr. D and I have gone back uh, quite a few years, almost 50 years, and it's uh, been great that, that, that he is uh, taking an interest again. And we have some really long-time listeners. Uh, I see them on the board. They don't talk too much, but I want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, and I want to uh, just keep you up to date with uh, current information that I think you can use. So we talked about mercury fillings. We talked about ibuprofen, the Motrin, we talked about Nexium, uh, we talked about soy and formaldehyde, how could that be good for you? And as Dr. Ron and I have talked for years about vitamin D, really important if you don't get your son, uh, you, you need to have your vitamin D level checked because it is associated with gastric reflux. Of all things, gastroesophageal reflux is associated with low vitamin D levels. So is osteoarthritis of the knees. You know, get your vitamin D levels checked. Uh, really important. And I'm just let me tell you about a surgical gel. It's it's been linked to about a dozen deaths so far. Um, it's made by a company called Genzyme, and it's called Serafilm. S C P R A F I L M. It's a gel that's supposed to stop tissue and organs from sticking together during abdominal or gynecological surgery. Uh, even though the studies showed that uh, there was a high number of uh, adverse effects with this, they approved it anyway. The three major studies behind this film had serious issues, according to the public citizens group. Yet this stuff not only remains on the market, but Genzyme was ordered to pay $22.3 million in penalties over accusations they illegally marketed for off-label uses. If you're scheduled for any surgery, abdominal or gynecological surgery, uh, you're going to have to take matters into your own hands. If you are a loved one, uh, talk to a doctor beforehand. Make sure he knows you don't want this stuff. Serafilm, S-E, Seprafilm, I'm sorry, S-E-P-R-A-F-I-L-M. Important you don't have that stuff put in your body. Uh, they're making so much money on it, a few million dollars in fines doesn't affect these drug companies. Uh, next week, we'll talk a little bit about Lyme disease. It's making a comeback. It's really all over the place. And there's a new version called Babesia, which is even worse. So the, uh, the, those of our listeners who live in the Northeast, please uh, maybe uh, tune in next week about that. Um, I did talk uh, past Tuesday night about brain rot from uh, the stents they put in carotid arteries. We won't go into that again. 
Uh, remember, alcohol and coffee. Uh, here's where my son and I don't really agree. In moderation, not a problem. But how about drinking water? Is that good for you? What do you think? Cutting-edge science? You know what? In spite of everything you heard, researchers have discovered that you only need to drink water when you're thirsty. Now, granted, there are some people that, that have lost their ability to be thirsty either because of the drugs they're taking or because of advanced age, but you really only need to drink when you're thirsty. The amount of, there's a lot of misinformation floating around about water. And it's, re, it's repeated over and over again. But, you know, these guidelines probably come straight from the marketing departments of the junk food companies. You know, Coke owns the water. They sell more water than they do Coke, I think, anymore. Now, it's one thing to sell a lie to the public at large who are now happily lugging around so much bottled water in their bags that you'd think they were about to trek through Death Valley. It's quite another to try to sell it to athletes desperate for any age with big money contracts on the line every day. So this study was done to help them figure out how much water they actually need for best performance. And turns out, very little. The panel of experts confirmed just what you have heard from this show all along. The biggest problem facing folks these days is not dehydration, even among sweaty athletes. It's too, T-O-O, much water. Athletes have been guzzling so much water that at least 14 have died from hyponatremia. That's a low sodium in your blood, also known as water overdose. Instead of trying to meet some senseless target, instead of guzzling water, whether you want it or not, the researchers offered up a tall, cool glass of common sense that works for athletes and the rest of us. You know what that is? Drink when you're thirsty. Yep, it is that simple. They try to make it more complex. They call it the innate thirst mechanism, but basically... You know, drink when you're thirsty. Thirsty, along with drinking only when you're thirsty, remember, you don't need to stick to water. Contrary to popular opinion, you hear it, you heard it here on Rejuvenations Health Radio, coffee and beer or beer will not dehydrate you unless you drink it by the gallon. You can even get some liquid from the food if you want. But if you're going to choose water, make sure it's the clean stuff. Make sure you have reverse osmosis to get that. You're filtering out the chlorine and the fluorine. But you don't have to be lugging a bottle of water around in your backpack all day long. If you're not thirsty, it means you're, you're, and you're in good health. You do not have to drink, 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 drink. Now, that being said, if you're going through our LipoLite program and our fat reduction program, now that changes things because now we have all that glycerol and fatty acids to get out of your system, and we will ask you to drink half of your body weight in ounces. In other words, if you weigh 100 pounds, we're going to ask you to drink 50 ounces a day to flush that the, the fat out of your system. Again, this is because for a very specific reason. But in general, you just need to drink good, clean water. 
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are have about 10 minutes to go, and I think I have uh, talked about all I can talk about today. I want to save some for uh, Tuesday night at 7 o'clock uh, when we'll have uh, Dr. Uh, Jerry Smith, and we'll talk maybe about diabetes because, you know, if you realize it or not, there's been a 45% increase in diabetes worldwide from 1990 to 2013 when I have the statistics in front of me. And problems with blood flow in the brain may develop in as little as two years in people with diabetes, exhilarating cognitive cognitive decline. In other words, dementia. So we have statin drugs causing dementia. We have obesity associated with dementia. We have some drugs associated with dementia. We have lack of exercise and, of course, diabetes. And we don't want to uh, be demented if we can avoid it. There is absolutely no good treatment for dementia at present time. So we have to do everything we can to avoid it, to be preventative. So ladies and gentlemen, this is Dr. Ron at Rejuvenations Health Radio. The phone number at the office where Connie is today is 239-331-5886. Call and get on the um, uh, list for a, a newsletter that comes out twice a week. Go to the website, Lipolite Naples. Download your free ebook, absolutely free. You'll love it. Uh, well, well written by Dr. Ron Jr. And um, what else can I tell you? If you like, if you like us, if you like the show, please support us on the uh, uh, social media sites like Facebook, where it's Lipolite Naples, or Google Plus, where also uh, Lipolite Naples. Uh, that helps us uh, in our ratings and uh, gets the word out for more people to listen, so we can help more people. Everything that we're going to be telling you, everything that we have been telling you is based on science, not on hearsay. There are JAMA articles. There are scientific articles to back up our opinion. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Thank you for making us the number one listen-to show in Southwest Florida for medical advice. Uh, this is Dr. Ron, and I hope to see you and uh, at some point at down the office, and I hope you uh, will tune in next week at 1 p.m. and uh, Tuesday nights at 7 p.m. Thank you. Have a great rest of the day. Dr. Ron and Dr. Ron have left the building. Thank you for listening to Rejuvenation Health Radio here on blogtalkradio.com See you next week. Ciao.